Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview, and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Today we will look again at the Parsha. Remember, Parsha means portion. Last week uh, we were looking at Genesis 18 to um, to 22, and today we will focus on chapter 22. But let's pray first. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and honor you. And Lord, though there seems to be storms all around, we are in the eye, Lord, where it's calm, because we know you. We worship you and thank you. We pray for our country to be unified. We pray for our country to show love to one another and care about one another. And we pray for the truth in in the elections to come out. We pray that if there is any deceit, that it will happen. We, we will know about it. We pray that if... Uh, Joe Biden is supposed to be president, then we pray for him, and we pray that he will do a tremendous job. So, Lord, pour out your Spirit upon our country. Let us really know that you are sovereign, and so our focus is on you. Our faith is in you. So we bless you. We thank you and worship you. In the name of Yeshua, Amen and amen. All right. Well, today we will again look, as I said, at the Parsha. And, uh, but you know, this week we want you to receive a Haggadah. You know what a Haggadah is? It's a booklet for the purpose of having home celebrations for Thanksgiving. This is a 16-page booklet that will make the true meaning of Thanksgiving come alive. It even has some games and coloring pages for the kids at the end. So just think, the normal Thanksgiving meal includes everyone quickly saying what they're thankful for, agree in a quick prayer, and then they have lots of food. However, these holidays should be a time for families to go deeper than that, don't you think so? Bringing God into everything we do is important. And this Haggadah also includes U.S. history and what some of our early leaders, like Jefferson, said about Thanksgiving. Look, especially during these times when the schools are ignoring or teaching something different than the true meaning of Thanksgiving, 
this will be special for your kids and, and for people of all ages. So invite family, friends, coworkers, and, and neighbors together. In order for everyone to feel involved in this celebration of Thanksgiving, it's best for each person to have their own Haggadah, okay? So you can purchase them from us. It's a 16-page Haggadah by calling our office and speaking to Karen. They're $3 each, but you can also download it for free and make copies for yourself if you prefer to do it that way. You still will need to call Karen because she will give email you the link so that you can do the downloading. All right. Love for you to have this. This will be this will really bless your Thanksgiving. And by the way, if you don't have money, then we'll send them free to you if you like hard copies. So again, call Karen for this 16 page booklet, and I'm sure it will bless everybody who uses it. So call Karen at 813-831-5673. Let's look at Genesis 22, but let's start from chapter 18. And and I'm just wondering, even before we begin, have some of you felt the darkness of this week, the confusion, frustration, anger, distrust, and possible deceit? Well, this parasha from Genesis Uh, 18 to 22, has most of these things in it. (laughs) And so the beauty of this is Abraham managed to keep his eyes on Adonai, the Lord, during it all. And uh, so that's a fantastic thing. Let's begin with Genesis 18.1. It says, Then Adonai appeared to him. And this happened a short time after the events of Genesis 17 and the covenant of circumcision. Because in Genesis 17, 21, God said to Sarah that she would uh, have a, a baby one year later. And at this time, she was not yet pregnant. So couldn't have been more than three months after Genesis 17. But the key here is that Adonai appeared to him. And so last week and and this week again, Abraham sees Adonai in human appearance. So I believe this has to be Yeshua, as it was the Lord in the flesh. Now, other things that happen in this parasha, the Lord tells Sarai that she will have a child within a year. And then, of course, we know Abraham intercedes to the Lord for Sodom and Gomorrah. Again, it seems reasonable to believe that Abraham was talking with the Lord in physical form. Later on in that chapter, Sodom is destroyed and Lot and his daughters are saved. Abraham and Sarah moved from Ger uh, to Ger, I'm sorry, and King Abimelech of Ger sent for Sarah as she was beautiful And unfortunately, Abraham said once again that she was her sister. God came to Abimelech in a dream and explained that Sarah was married. God further said that Abraham was a prophet and he needed to pray for Abimelech. Abraham prayed and everyone in Abimelech's household was healed. And Abimelech gave 
Abraham's sheep, cattle, male slaves, female slaves, and gave them to Abraham and returned his wife Sarah to him. Well, for doing the wrong thing, it seems like Abraham was pretty blessed, wasn't he? Later on in chapter 21, Isaac is born as a fulfillment to God's promise. And we see that Abraham sends Hagar and Ishmael away because of Sarah. Sarah did not want them around. So, uh, in Genesis 21, 12, it says it this way, But God said to Abraham, Do not be distressed because of the boy and your slave woman. Whatever Sarah tells you, listen to her, for through Isaac your descendants shall be named. So remember what I said in the beginning? There's confusion, frustration, anger, distrust, possible deceit. But it's not uh, biblical to break up a family. Wouldn't uh, Abraham say something like that? Or how about, I'm the head of the household? Or this whole mess is Sarah's fault. And she changes her mind, and now I have lost a son? But you know what? Abraham spoke, uh, heard God. God said it, and so he was going to go with it and not say anything. I mean, can you imagine how irritating it must be for to hear God's voice and say, listen to your wife? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just a little joke there. Okay. So God promises Hagar and Ishmael that Ishmael will become a great nation. We see that. And finally, we get to Genesis 22, and it's all about Abraham and Isaac. So let's see what it says. Genesis 22, 1. Now it was after these things that God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham. And Abraham said, Hineni. Hineni means here am I. Which means kind of I'm ready for whatever you want. Now, there's no hint of Abraham having a bad attitude from their last encounter of sending Ishmael away. He seems to be ready to take on whatever. So in Genesis 22, it says, Then he said, Take your son, your only son whom you love. Now, a couple things about that right there is that take your only son. But wait, he also had a son by the name of Ishmael. But God is telling him something. And that is that everything is coming through Isaac that he he, he has pushed in a sense, Ishmael aside. And interesting also is that it says, uh, your only son whom you love. This is the first time in Scripture the word love is used. And, you know, it's surrounded, I believe, by the understanding of sacrifice, right? Because it says, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains about which I will tell you. Great, right? God calls Isaac's, uh, Isaac uh, Abraham's only son. So what is this a test about? Well, I think it's a test whether Abraham loves God. I, I pray that it's a test about whether he trusts him, whether he's going to be obedient, and whether really Abraham has that kind of humility that says, uh, you know, that 
he will do whatever is being said by God. So we see these four words as we look at the scripture through our own lens and and know that even Abraham applies these words differently, you know, uh, at different times. And I want to point out here that it's really hard to judge people because you know they make different they they hear a word or a scripture and they think of it differently so at different times as an example when lot was captured abraham didn't inquire of god but he took his men and went after lot and rescued him and when god tells abraham to listen to his wife and let hagar and ishmael go he does it so imagine what Abraham told Sarah and how these four words looked as Abraham started the journey to sacrifice his only son. I, I, can you imagine the conversation that he had with Sarah before he left? Uh, I certainly can't. So you can't put Abraham in a box and say he will act one way or another. Abraham doesn't discuss whether or not he should sacrifice up. Isaac, he just gets up and goes, right? And it it really seems like the idea of um, sacrificing Isaac is a contradiction to the very promise that God gave him that it would be through Isaac, through Abraham and Isaac, that would continue and develop into nations. So was God saying two different things? I'm sure all of this was going through his mind. Now, in Genesis 22, 6, it says, Then Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and put it on Isaac, his son. In his hand, he took the fire and the knife, so the two of them walked on together. And in the Hebrew, the way it's worded, when the two have walked on together, it also means that they walked in unity. They walked in agreement. And interesting, um, this was in one of the commentaries, the son of promise willingly went to be sacrificed in obedience to his father, carrying the wood of his sacrifice of, up the hill, all with full confidence in the promise of rec- resurrection. And just as that was true for Yeshua, I believe it was also true for Isaac, who was, you know, a a type, in a sense. And we see in Hebrews 11, more commentary on this. It says in verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. Yes, he who had received the promises was offering up his one and only son, the one about whom it was said, through Isaac, offspring shall be named for you. He reasoned that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. And in a sense, he did receive him back from there, right? Yeah. So, uh, and look at how many times in Scripture it says, one and only son, which is very interesting. Again, making us think of Yeshua. So, neither Yeshua or Isaac complained about the sacrifice that was about to happen. Abraham reasoned that God was able to raise him from the dead. And, of course, Yeshua knew that he was going to be raised from the dead. So in Genesis 22, 7 and 8, Then Isaac said to Abraham his father, My father, 
Then he said, here I am, my son. He said, look, here's the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself a lamb for a burnt offering, my son. And look, we see this fulfilled, right, in John one twenty nine, where the next day John sees Yeshua coming to him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Don't you love Scripture and how it connects? Over thousands of years, it still connects. Oh, it's amazing. Genesis 22, 9 and 10. And they came to the place about which God had told him, and Abraham built the altar there, laid out the wood, bound up Isaac his son, laid him on the altar on the top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. Look, Abraham was so sure that he heard God's voice. He was willing to kill his own son. That is... I don't know. That is really hard for me. I, I tell you, that is that I struggle with that. But um, that is Abraham just knew God that well. That that's an amazing thing to me. Genesis twenty two eleven. But the angel of Adonai called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, Hineni. And in 12, he said, do not reach out your hand against the young man. Do nothing to him at all. For now I know that you are one who fears God. You did not withhold your son, your only son from me. Now, I want to point out something here. It says that this is an angel of Adonai. But I believe, once again, this is Yeshua. Why do I say that? Because in verse 12, it says, do not reach out your hand against the young man. It says, for now I know that you are one who fears God. Well, I has to refer to God, but God is not speaking, not the Father anyway, so it's got to be Yeshua. And interesting, it wasn't Love and it wasn't trust or humility or obedience that God required in this test. Yes, obedience in the sense that it symbolized honor and respect, but it came from a healthy fear of knowing God. And it's interesting that God says that it was that He knew that Abraham really feared Him, which I think was honor, respect. So in Genesis twenty-two thirteen and 14, then Abraham lifted up his eyes, and behold, there was a ram just caught in the thick bushes by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram, offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. Abraham named that place Adonai Yireh, as it is said on the mountain, Adonai will provide. He didn't name this the mountain of trial or the mountain of agony or the mountain of obedience, but he focused on what God provided. I think that was really a gift of Abraham, that he could do that. God supplied the substitute sacrifice so that we wouldn't have to die, right? And so Yeshua was that sacrifice for us. And I hope you all can say now that, I know, Lord, you've loved me because you did not withhold your son, your only son from me, right? Can we say that? 
Amen. Isaac's life was a picture just like Yeshua. They both were loved by their father, both offered themselves willingly, both carried wood up the hill for their sacrifice. Both were sacrificed on the same hill. Both were delivered from the dead on the third day. Well, Genesis 22, 15 and 16. Then the angel of Adonai called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I swear. It is a declaration of Adonai. There it is again. By myself I swear. So I believe this is Yeshua. Because you have done this thing and you did not withhold your son, your only son. And there that is again, your only son. So I believe that the angel of the Lord here is Yeshua. Genesis twenty-two seventeen and 18 says, I will bless you and bountifully multiply your seed like the stars of heaven and the sand and the seashore. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed because you obeyed my voice. So number one, you didn't withhold your son, your only son. That's the third time. And I will bless you. Abraham knew that blessing comes from obedience and trusting God's promise. And I will multiply your descendants. God repeated to emphasize the promise of Genesis twenty-one twelve. Again, because Abraham's obedience. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Uh, just tremendous uh, uh, help for us. I, I think, look. The, the amazing, one of the amazing things to me about Abraham in all of this is that through all of this, we don't see his countenance downcast in any way. And one other thing I would point out uh, about Yeshua being the angel and Yeshua meeting Abraham in the flesh, um, check out John, the book of John 8. 56 through 58. It says this, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was thrilled. Then the Judeans said to him, you're not even 50 years old and you've seen Abraham. Yeshua answered, amen, amen. I tell you before Abraham was, I am. Powerful scripture, even talking about the deity of Yeshua. Listen, this week, We want you to receive a Haggadah, the booklet, 16-page booklet. You can download it for free, and you can do that by calling Karen at 813-831-5673. If you want, um, we will send you the copies of it. They're $3 each, so again, call Karen. But what you get is, is tremendous, and It'll make your holiday of Thanksgiving deep. It'll bring uh, God into it in a a way you haven't done before. There's U.S. history. There are quotes from the uh, early leaders like Jefferson. This is going to be great for your kids as well. So call Karen at 813-831-5673. And again, if you can help us with pledges, we, we would appreciate it or support that would be fantastic as well. So I pray that as we get ready for Thanksgiving in the next 
couple weeks, that, Lord, you will pour out your Spirit on each and every person. Lord, just minister. And I pray that each person listening to my voice, that their first priority would be you, Lord, and that they would grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. We pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. 